Ruth chapter 4. Now, Boaz went up to the gate and sat down there. Behold, the near kinsman of whom Boaz spoke came by. Boaz said to him, Come over here, friend, and sit down. He came over and sat down. Boaz took ten men of the elders of the city and said, Sit down here, and they sat down. He said to the near kinsman, Naomi, who has come back out of the country of Moab, is selling the parcel of land, which was our brother Elimelech's. I thought I should tell you, saying, Buy it before those who sit here and before the elders of your people. If you will redeem it, redeem it. But if you will not redeem it, then tell me, that I may know, for is no one to redeem it besides you, and I am after you. He said, I will redeem it. Then Boaz said, On the day that you buy the field from the hand of Naomi, you must buy it, all, buy it also from Ruth the Moabites, the wife of the dead, to raise up the name of the dead in his inheritance. The near kinsman said, I can't redeem it for myself lest I endanger my own inheritance. Take my right of redemption for yourself, for I can't redeem it. Now this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and concerning exchanging, to confirm all things. A man took off his sandal and gave it to his neighbor, and this was the way of formalizing transactions in Israel. So the near kinsman said to Boaz, buy it for yourself, and then he took off his sandal. Boaz said to the elders and to all the people, You are witnesses today that I have bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Kilion's and Marlon's from the hand of Naomi. Moreover, Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of Marlon, I have purchased to be my wife, to raise up the name of the dead on his inheritance, that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brothers and from the gate of his place. You are witnesses today. All the people who were in the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. May Yahweh make the woman who has come into your house like Rachel and like Leah, which both built the house of Israel, and treat you worthily in Ephratah, and be famous in Bethlehem. Let your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah, of the offspring which Yahweh will give to you by this young woman. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. And he went into her, and Yahweh enabled her to conceive, and she bore a son. The woman said to Naomi, Blessed be Yahweh who has not left you today without a near kinsman. Let his name be famous in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is better to you than seven sons, has given birth to him. Naomi took the child laid him in her bosom and became nurse to him. The woman, her neighbours, gave him a name, saying, A son is born to Naomi. They named him Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now this is the history of the generations of Perez. Perez became the father of Hezron. Hezron became the father of Ram. Ram became the father of, of Aminadab. And Aminadab became the father of Nashon. Nashon became the father of Salmon, and Salmon became the father of Boaz. Boaz became the father of Obed. Obed became the father of Jesse, and Jesse became the father of David. So, <laughs> Boaz goes to the gate of the city to make his transaction, or he wants to find out if he can make the transaction, but there's someone else that's eligible first.
someone stands in his way. But that guy, the other near kinsman, doesn't want to endanger his own estate. In other, in other words, though he technically um, could have, he's, he's not worthy in a sense. Or, essentially, he's more concerned for his own interests. I guess he had, um, I'm just assuming, but I'm guessing he had a wife or he had some other kind of family or relationship thing going on because he was keen to get the land. He wanted more land for himself, but as soon as he found out he had to marry Ruth and then have children, and those children weren't going to be his children, they were going to be the children of, um, you know, Marlon. That's how the inheritance system worked. He wasn't interested. <laughs> But Boaz is selfless, and he realizes that he's going to be raising up someone else's inheritance. But you know what's really interesting about that? Is that when we read the genealogy of Jesus Christ, and Ruth and Boaz are a part of that genealogy, the child of this isn't, isn't counted. Like you, you, you go to the New Testament and you go to Matthew, and Matthew you know, is trying to make the point that Jesus is a king. So they're tracing the line of Jesus all the way back through all the kings, and it goes back to King David. And then it goes back, and it goes back through Boaz. It doesn't go back through Ruth. I mean, it doesn't go back through, um, sorry, Elimelech. It goes back through Boaz. So even though technically, according to the law, um, Boaz was maintaining the inheritance for you know, Elimelech or Marlon, it's actually counted as his inheritance. And you know what? I think when someone with a selfless heart steps in to serve the Lord and says, Lord, I'm doing this for you, or we see someone else in ministry and they're struggling and we step in and we serve them and help them, you know, on one hand, it's them we're helping. It's their ministry. We've helped them have an inheritance. But in the Lord's eyes, it's us who gets an inheritance. You can't give selflessly like that and put someone else first and the Lord not notice. <laughs> People might not notice, and you might never get recognition in this life. And you know what? Boaz probably didn't get recognition in his life either. And you know why? Because King David wasn't born yet. And Jesus wasn't born yet. And the whole, the line of it, they didn't have a clue about salvation history and all that was gonna come out of it. But we do. <laughs> it's amazing. So when you serve someone else with a selfless heart, the Lord is the one who gives the inheritance, regardless of whether you know it now or not. In the grand scheme of things, there'll be people who get to heaven and they'll be astounded at what's come out of their meager service. You know, they've given their heart selflessly to serve their local church or, or you know, they're in some difficult part of the world, but they're, they're a witness to Christ. They're prayerful. They pray for needs around the world. No one knows. They serve selflessly and they get to heaven completely astounded at all that God has done through them and they have an inheritance, thank God. And um, so, you know, they have a son. Boaz eventually marries Ruth. They have a son, Obed. He has a son, Jesse. Jesse has a son, David. David is none other than King David. And of course, David's a picture of Christ, just like Boaz is as well. But um, all of this is salvation history and Ruth becomes one of only four women in the Bible that are named in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And um, the four women themselves are quite interesting. <laughs> but you've got the, the line of, of from Jesus all the way back to Abraham goes through all these men and they're not all good people. 
And that's interesting study too, but it goes through these four women and you've got, I have them written down here, Tamar is the first. And she is the lady that Judah um, you know, had a son with Perez. Now that's a crazy, crazy story which we covered in the book of Genesis, chapter 38. The next one is Rahab. Now Rahab is Boaz's mother. Rahab's a prostitute and an innkeeper and a Amorite. So she's out of the family of God. She's from another nation completely. And yet she turns around and follows the Lord, helps the people of Israel into Jericho and becomes one of the descendants, of one of the ancestors of Christ. But Ruth is a Moabite. Um, she's not from the nation of Israel either, but she turns, she accepts the Lord. She becomes one of the ancestors of Christ. And the other one is Bathsheba. What's so interesting about these four is that Tamar is a Canaanite, Rahab is an Amorite, Ruth is a Moabite, and Bathsheba is a Hittite. So all of the four women named in the genealogy of Jesus, none of them are Israelites. <laughs> God just does the most mysterious things. And you know what? We too, you know, we're, we're a picture of the, the wife of the Lord. We too were outside of Israel. We too were outside of Christ. We were not in the family of God, and yet the Lord has taken us from the outside and brought us into the family of God, just like these four women. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> I am so grateful to God. This whole book of Ruth, it's no wonder it's so many people's favorite book because it's one of, the, one of the just nicest, clean pictures of what the Lord has done for us. And it's set right in the middle of that judges period where everything was so crazy, and yet the Lord does this most wonderful of wonderful things. Lord, I thank you that you're our kinsman redeemer. I thank you that we were outside of Christ, um, just like Ruth was outside of Israel, but you brought us in, Lord, and we've become a part of the family of God. I thank you, Lord, for your favor and your grace, which extends so far. Lord, we declare that we love you. Thank you for redeeming us. And I pray, Lord, that your redeeming work would continue in our lives, changing us and sanctifying us and bringing us into grace. So we praise your name in Jesus. Amen.